Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, it's 1pm. It's time to debrief the Tour de France. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. We have a bumper show again today. But joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know, you know what we say when we get to this part of the race. No, what we say when we get we to this We say <laughs> it's four days to Paris, people. I'm, yeah. I've, I've got the champagne on ice. <laughs> I've got the cheese. I've got the crackers. I'm ready to, you know, start yeah. celebrating. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few days. And, you know, you've been great company for two and a half weeks. But we get but, to this. But. <laughs> but. No, it's been great. But. It's been great. Now, listen, I want you to tell me what you did yesterday afternoon. Oh, tell I me, tell little, me about it. No, there's been a little catch up with uh, the school, a school where I've been uh, talking about in, in a French school about uh, the uh, the Tour de France. It was quite fun. Was you had 36 kids. kids. Yeah, it was funny. Now, the funny <laughs> bit was they, they asked you, kids ask a lot of questions. I love this. But they said to you, when, when did you have lunch? Yeah, you well, told you them about lunch? your day, yeah. and, 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 and you told them, and they got worried because I said we uh, we had lunch on the top of the bonnet of a car more time than ever, and then you know they were like, oh, I love it. So we've got so we've got Australian French kids here. Obviously, this is in Australia, by the way. What you did. They already got the Euro mentality. They want to have the two-hour lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. That's right. a bit cliche. That's a bit cliche. But you're not. You far. tell the story, you know? pal. I love. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm all for the two-hour lunch. By the way, why not? Anyway, I said we have a bumper show uh, because we will debrief uh, the Giro Rosa what happened overnight uh, in details today. We've got uh, Miranda, um, Matilda, Matilda I keep saying Miranda, Matilda Reynolds uh, joining us a little bit later. But right now. Uh, to help us to, dis to dissect what's happened overnight, we've got Wes Salzberger coming up. Wes is from Zwift. How are you, Wes? Um, I'm great, Christoph. And what a crack of a stage it was last night. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, what did you make, you know, in very short terms, in highlights, what did you make of that last climb? Yeah, the, the last climb, it was, it was really interesting, um, you know, seeing how, how it unfolded there. You know, we had obviously uh, Richie, who we were all barracking for, right up there in the mix. You know, he was only just excited. Think, uh, oh, hello. Yeah, we've, we've lost uh, you a little bit, well, Wes. Uh, the joy of the internet in Australia. <laughs> but we got it. You, you, got, very, uh, you got very excited. Uh, but everyone got I did, very yeah. excited. I was going to say, okay, we'll talk about Richie, but let's talk about Superman mm -hmm. Lopez for a second. Mm -hmm. Superman Lopez, he won the stage, but it's mm -hmm. the way he dominated that last climb was incredible. Yeah, it was, and and a little bit there with Lotto Visma was a little bit of um he got a bit of a launching pad uh, from from the teammate of uh Rodlick there. So I was that was really interesting to see that almost uh you know that Lotto Visma there like almost uh you know set that up a little bit to that degree. So it'd be really interesting being at that table uh, at the end of the day. Obviously, you know they're still in a great position, but. I think they will go back to the drawing board and have a little bit of a think about how that how that could have um, really unfolded in a really bad way for them. Yeah, you're spot on, Wes. Um, now, for the people who don't know, Wes, you've also ridden the Tour de France yourself, so you know better than well, better than certainly Christoph, better than me as well. That third week, here we are now. We're deep into mm. the third week. We've been talking it up. One of the toughest third weeks in Tour de France history, certainly mm. in the modern history. How yeah. hard is it on a day like? overnight and then certainly tonight stage like this is a brutal what goes through a, a rider's mind when they've got these big stages 
Yeah, I mean, uh, coming back to to uh, the Australian side of it, uh, from from my side, um, I was there to support a, a French rider when I was racing. That was Christophe Lumabel, who finished tenth uh, the year before as well. So the objectives objectives for the team were, uh, I was there to support him. Um, and you know, going back to the two Aussies that are in the race, so Caleb uh, obviously is fighting through to get to the uh, get to the end to try and win uh, on the Champs Elysees. Where we've got Richie Port there going for a podium. So two different objectives, but coming down to that last week, they have the same mental battle that everyone has through a Grand Tour. Obviously, uh, they're both experienced uh, with that and have broke Grand Tours, but it doesn't change the fact uh, that that last week is a real mental game. It's, it's a real headstrong game to try and make sure that, you know, obviously uh, that, you know, the legs and the body and everything's tired, but mentally you are tired. You know, you're just, and especially on top this year with, uh, with coronavirus and those sorts of things to come into play as well, you know, the stress of the riders, you know, we, we can just, we, it must be enormous, the pressure that they feel and then putting on themselves. And Cookie spoke to this yesterday um, on the podcast about that pressure that, you know, that athletes put on themselves and they would have an enormous amount of pressure on them. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's a coping mechanism there that you, you, it's an easy, easy thing to tap out, uh, but you're at the Tour de France. No one taps out at the Tour de France. And you can see that with the riders that are, you know, in pieces and getting back on their bike after a crash. So it's all on. And this last last few days for them is going to be very concentrated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our good friend uh, Jean-Pierre makes a good comment here as well. Jean-Pierre, again, he's one of the, the fans. Are you Jean-Pierre? I'm not Jean-Pierre. <laughs> You're Jean-Pierre. <Come> <laughs> I'm he feeding say? the question. What's he got for us today? No, no, he, said, he said like he's, he was impressed by Lopez. But let's remember mm. that Lopez went straight into a stop sign on stage one or two in Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. So he talking about the crashes and how you recover. Oh. He had that big scare and went, you know, he, smashed he, the thing in the face. He, he came away unscathed yeah. too from that crash, which was quite incredible. It's not the first time we've – sometimes the ones that look more spectacular yeah. actually aren't as bad as what they seem. And that was one of those cases. As I said on the night, if this doesn't make it as a gif on the internet, oh. I don't know the internet. Yeah, you surely, know, surely it has. Internet. Surely it has. <laughs> I'm sure you know. Uh, let's talk about Yombo uh, Visma controlling the race. Uh, that was quite interesting. Actually, let's have a listen to uh, the yellow jersey, Primoz Roc. Again, nice day for us. Uh, I'm really happy with it. Uh, of course, I didn't win uh, again second, but uh, on the other hand, uh, yeah, uh, again uh, some time in the in uh, in the GC. So uh, yeah, another nice day for me. 57 seconds. That's the advantage you have on uh, today. It's not enough yet. Uh, it's never enough, huh? like I said, when you have five minutes, you want 10, when you have 10, you want more, so uh, still better to have uh, yeah, this 50 seconds plus than 50 seconds disadvantage, so I'm really happy with it. It's never enough. <laughs> Is it never enough, really? <laughs> what do you make of that, Wes? Well, yeah, I mean, you're at the Tour de France, so even he said there, if you've got 10 minutes, it's it's not enough. Uh, you know, anything can happen here. Um, so it, it will come down, obviously, to to that last last stage. And that time trial, obviously, uh, is going to be really interesting there. So uh, for the riders, you know, they're at the end of it. Uh, and it's, you know, everyone, like I said before, everyone's super fatigued, but you're at the Tour de France. So these riders will lift to another level. One thing to call out there was probably uh, Macra. I thought you'd probably bring this up, but it was um, Brain um, Brian McLean. I can't get the words out there, but Mikhail Lander the other day uh, having his team absolutely drilling oh. it, and he was one of the first dropped. I, I thought you'd probably want to touch on that. Well, actually, oh, I gee, you, you've just—I tell you what—I had the can, <laughs> the lid's been off. I've been waiting, and you've just led me beautifully into it. Uh, it come on, that was 
Wes, I think you and I will both agree that was the, the worst sort of tactics. Even if Lander had good legs, mm. why would you do that? You would force Jumbo Visma to use up some stock and you would wait for the last five, six kilometres of that summit finish. It was crazy, wasn't it? If I can say something before you go, it was the worst, worst piece of t- tactics since Movistar last year. So, so he looks like Londa has brought brought in the strategies with him. So do we want to do we want to tell you now what we really think of it? <laughs> but it was crazy, um, was it? Were you screaming at the TV or laughing at the TV? In all seriousness, yeah, I was a bit. I'm just like, okay, that just uh, that uh, I can't I can't still fathom what they were thinking there. Um, and going back to the other part of there of you know. Kuss there was really strong at the end. Obviously, like we talked about there, he almost forgot his role there. But, you know, it would have been great to have uh, Lotto Visma worn down a little bit. And obviously they, they weren't. Um, and that comes down to Lander's uh, tactics there with his team for, for what they've done there. It was really, I couldn't understand it. So do you think it was it was the decision of the riders, whether it be Lander or one of his teammates, or do you think it was a decision has come from the car? It's come from the team car. Yeah, that'd be a really good one to know to be the fly on the wall with that uh, of whether that's come from Lander himself. I'd say it's probably a bit of a bit of a mixture of Lander saying, "Yep, I'm up and wants to do a good result," and the team then and the DSs have went right. He's on. Um, so yeah, I think it's probably a bit of both there, and and then him not calling that out as a as a the leader on the team. He should be. I mean, I'm not not in that position at all. But if I was him, I would be going okay. What's what's the deal here of, of why we're fully committing our team here and not u- utilizing the other teams? <laughs> my legs, my legs are average. He's saying <laughs> the further they went, the, the more one rider's getting popped off from his team. And you know who I reckon might have told them to go to the front? Valverde. You think? They- yeah, I reckon Valverde <laughs> made the call. He's got a direct line to Landers' ear. Uh, yeah, unless <laughs> the strategy, like we need to look into it. But the the movie star strategist. Has moved to Bahrain Marida. We don't know that. We need a special jersey. I, yeah, I, for that. It's a movie I, star jersey. Like, we just need a movie yeah, star jersey. Yeah, true. true I true. think uh, I think Lotto Visma will will send them a, a couple of beers around to the hotel. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Pog in dots. What do you yeah. make of that performance yesterday? That was really great to see. Uh, you know, see him just do that little bit of a look there, and I I, I was watching. I'm like, he's going he's going to go for this, and he did. And I saw the reaction. I'm like, well, I'm trying to count that in my head. And lucky Robbie and Matt were straight onto it. With that's going to put him six points in front. So from that side of it, it was great to see him take the dots. Obviously, he's riding a phenomenal tour, but it's always nice to to pull on a different jersey and be on that. Uh, you know, on 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 the podium for a second time. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes, because this man here thinks it's a dud jersey. It's come on, Wes. Come <laughs> on. It's a, it's a rubbish jersey. I mean, he line scabbed his way across. Come on, Wes. We, both, we know cycling talk. It's old school. He didn't yeah. have to speak for the point, I, I, did he? I'm going to have to disagree, Mackie. You cannot line scab in the Tour de France. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank all. you. Thank you. And, and I'm okay, sure. You know what? I'm sure I'm sure Richard Veronk would probably have something else to say about that from the French yeah, side, yeah, saying yeah. that jersey oh, is nothing. Yeah, let's let's not go down the Richard Veronk no, exactly. path. But no, I will I will crawl back under my rock because uh, you've ridden a Tour de France and I haven't. So let's listen, that. let's listen to Tadej Pogacar. Um, yeah, I'm uh, happy with my performance. It was a really tough day. Uh, Bahrain did a really hard tempo on Madeleine. 
and uh, yeah, and then uh, called the Lalos. It was the race just exploded the last few kilometers, and uh, yeah, on that hard final, I'm happy to be third and uh, not to lose so much time. He's happy to be third. I'm not sure he's really happy to be third. He's uh, no, nah, he, there was a little bit of um, you know, he was disappointed that he, yeah. he was hoping to attack um, Roglic and yeah. just even halve that deficit. Um, he hasn't done it, but no. look, he's still, I mean, he's incredible, isn't he, Wes? Uh, yeah, for such a young rider, um, you know, to, to, to be at this level, um, you know, is, is awesome to see and it's a, it's a great, bright future ahead for him, that's for sure. Absolutely. I tell you what, who would be happy to be filled is Richie Paul. Richie Paul yeah. is looking good. We've been warning inverted comma that Richie Paul was looking good for a long time. This Tour de France, you've been following him. I've, I've got to say, I've been a little bit slammed on social media too, saying he's not going to finish third. So for all those people <laughs> who didn't believe, he's absolutely in with a chance. I'm being serious for a second. But that's 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 social media. You're getting slammed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I get. Yeah, every time we open our mouth, we get slammed. <laughs> so I'll, I'll cop that as well. But. He's absolutely got a chance, hasn't he, Wes, because he gets through tonight and then the time trial, I think, is going to suit him a lot better than Lopez. Yeah, I'm, I'm agree there with you, Maka. From that side, um, obviously, we've got this, this stage to go and there, there is a horse cat climb uh, towards the end of this mm. uh, stage as well. So, again, anything can happen, but uh, it is suiting Richie's favour there with that time trial. And obviously being uphill uh, and a time trial, then that's, I think that's going to suit Richie. He'll get into a rhythm there. We saw yesterday he doesn't respond well to those surges. Um, you know, Richie yeah. can go at that constant speed. And with that taken out of the equation and him riding his own, um, you know, furious pace in a time trial up a hill, I think we'll see something, a, a great performance out of Richie. Mm. Absolutely. Let's have a listen to Richie Port. It was an absolute brutal stage. One of the hardest I think I've ever done in my career, but... Uh, you know, to be up there in the final was nice. Um, you know, high altitude, not really my thing, but you know, I could really feel it in the last 500 meters. My legs really gave out. So, um, you know, tonight's all about recovering, and hopefully tomorrow, uh, you know, it's a, a bit of a controlled race. And it felt like the Zonkalan, which is probably the hardest race, uh, the hardest climb I've done in in world cycling to be, to be fair um you know it almost felt like it would have been quicker to to get off and walk up the last hundred meters um it was a, a a brutal stage but it's the same for everybody absolutely uh good commented by uh robbie fox that says uh where's the massage table well you know we used to you know where he table. was actually he, oh, he was in the WikiLeaks headquarters. I no, guess. no, he was in a cabaret bar afterwards. He was in a cabaret bar having a having a little whiskey. Yeah, that's what sure. it looked like, didn't it? Well, he's not going to finish first. If that's the case, he's not going to finish first. He's chilled. He's chilled. It's all good. Uh, but no, overall, very happy with the performance of Richie, especially on every single climb we've seen him faced with mm. adversity. He replied and he responded very well. Yeah, he's he's been good, hasn't he, Wes? And I think um, to me, he, he, he's built up to the tour post lockdown. I sort of thought he was really consistent in his results. He had he's had great results actually post lockdown, so I thought he was always going to be good. You need a little bit of luck. You need a little bit of sort of everything to go your way. So far, it has, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, and it's, it's been great to see. Only only obviously there's that uh, little incident there with the crosswind side of it that he lost that time. So 
you know, that aside, I think, you know, considering what would usually uh, usually happen in terms of luck for Richie, I think he's having a, a great tour. And I think he's got that, uh, I think you mentioned it in the last podcast, Mark, he's got that um, sort of chilled vibe about him. He's very, um, very tactical with, with what he's going about, his, his way approaching this tour. And we can mm. see that that he's he's really he's really keeping his mental strength there as well. So yeah, I'm 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 backing him all the way, and I'm really hope I'd love to see him on the podium. And it'd be great for for cycling for Australia, and it'd be great for Tasmanians. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's have a look at the uh, different classifications that we have uh, overall going uh, going on. Uh, yellow jersey Primoz Roglic uh, is still very much in uh, control. Pogacar is at 57 seconds. Let me remind you that uh, Pogacar is did he lose a minute 20 at some point in, in that, the crosswinds? With in the crosswind, yeah, he was with Richie. Uh, so he was there with the crosswinds. Uh, so mm. he'd be in the loop. He'd be. I know hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but. Lopez is 30 seconds away from Pogacar and then Richie is knocking at the door. And another question, Wes, based on that, 57 seconds. We know Roglic can time trial. Pogacar did beat him in the national time trial title. This is a really different TT for deep Mm -hmm. in the third week. We know that. Can Pogacar still win the race if at the end of tonight's stage they're on the same time? If they're on the same time, I would would probably... With the how how things have been unfolding and he, and his freshness, he seems to have that extra spring and that extra uh, jolt there. And him being a young rider, uh, I think he can. But again, it's going to come back to experience there. So as long as he approaches that time trial, um, I think uh, you know with 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 his head head on and making sure that he doesn't get too excited and keeps his uh, pace consistent, then I think he he actually probably I'd say if he was on the same time like said Macker, I think he probably could do it and take take the lead. You know what we could have here, guys? This is this is just the first time I've thought of this. Le Monde, this is serious. Yeah. Le Monde Fignon, 89. Absolutely. Le Monde went into that final TT, which was the final stage, the only time they finished with a TT on the Champs-Élysées. He was something like 52 or 56 seconds in yeah. Riz, and he won by eight seconds. For those of you who don't know that story, this it could come down to that, couldn't it? It could yeah, don't, literally don't, be. Don't look at that story. <laughs> he, he doesn't like the story. Come on, it's, it's one of the greats. And Finn Young was a I know, champion. I'm kidding. I, watch, I still watch it, and I, it's still very painful, but I still watch it. You know? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Polkadot uh, jersey. Great jersey, by the way, to, to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pogacar, like we said, uh, 66 points. Roglic is knocking on the door, 63 points. And Lopez is on 51 points. Kosnefra is on 36 points. Uh, slight interesting fact with Kosnefra, he hasn't won a single point in any of the stage since stage nine, and he was still wearing the jersey yesterday. So he's amassed all those points. Yeah. Gee, he really, I mean, tonight is the night for him. Yeah. Well, to sew it up effectively. If he, if he could, when I say sew it up, he's not in the lead, but we've yeah. got six categorized yeah. climbs. He needs to go, he needs to go out of the blocks, be in the breakaway and try and jag as many points as he can. Yeah, I don't think he will. Uh, <laughs> no, because he looks actually, yeah. the, the jersey, as mm. much as he liked it, he actually said on French coverage that that's okay, he's got enough jersey for the whole family and he's got a small suitcase. So he's not looking at buying so a new suitcase. I don't think he okay. wants it. Pogacar or Roglic would be here in Paris, you think, Wes? Ooh. Uh, I think, I, well... Going off off that, I think. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence here with that one. Actually, that's that's a good question. It really does play out of how tomorrow's stage goes and who gets up the road here as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and quickly before uh, we move on and uh, talk about the Giro Rosa, Matilda is still uh, waiting uh, for us in a lovely uh, waiting room over there. Uh, let's talk about uh, the green jersey and that battle because we haven't talked about it today. Uh, but the battle is still on. The battle is still alive. And uh, Sam Bennett is still in the lead. Uh, but Sagan is uh, at 231 points. Bennett got 278. Yeah. Uh, and Trentin is knocking at the door mm -hmm. still. Trenton's knocking at the door, whereas the sprint tonight's stage comes after 13 kilometres. Yeah. What's going was, to happen? I was just having a little little look at that last night and then again, yeah, just before we come on. Um, yeah, it is very, very quick into it. Obviously, Sagan is going to have the team just going bananas for this first part of this stage. The first 13K are just going to be so exciting. It's going to be like the, uh, the, the sprint finish for the final. Yeah, it is. And actually, just on that point, we always say it at the end of the show, everyone listening, 7.55pm, get on the tour tracker because you will be able to, I believe, watch the stage from the start. The first 13 kilometres will potentially be the best part of the stage. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Cheers. Enjoy the stage. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. So that was, that was good. Let's talk with Giro Rosa. Just one last thing. We've got to mention the Irish uh, yeah, jersey. Of course, of course, Sorry, yeah. Matilda, we'll be there. We'll get you in a second. This man, it's in black and white. It's he sad. gets the orange jersey, Jens de Bouchard. Yeah. You know why he gets it? I do, because I saw the interview at the end of yeah. it. He got all delay yep. because his team decided to, so, to save Kokar and not save him. He, and, well, he waited for Kokar yeah, exactly. on the climb before because he was in trouble. Yeah. He towed him. Got him as far as he could to the base of the final climb, completely spent, and he was outside the time cut by a couple of minutes. Yeah. And he actually said in the interview, almost crying. That's yeah. why he's in black and white. Yeah. Because he's actually quite sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, sa he said the team decided to save Kokar and not me. Yeah. And that's fine. And he was happy about it because I was, he said that's his job. And, and he said without a sprinter, Kokar's obviously the sprinter. Yeah. We're, we're nothing. That Absolutely. is the ultimate sacrifice. So he gets the orange jersey. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Giro Rosa and then joining us as promised is Matilda Reynolds. How are you, Matilda? Hey, team. Good to see you. Uh, absolutely thrilled to be able to be speaking about women's cycling at the moment. Yeah, it, it is good. It's been a Giro Rosa has been a, a great race, Matilda. What did you What did you make of Voss's victory last night? Her third of this year's race, but for me, what's more impressive, twenty eighth stage win. Yeah, she's just such a classy rider, I think, and and the way she wins, um, she's won. That's her third, yeah, hat, um, hat trick um, during this edition of the Giro Rossa, and um, the last two race um, stages, she's won a similar flat stage to today, um, with a lot of climbing though in the middle of the stage, and and so um, CCC Live are really driving the peloton on those climbs to get rid of some of the purest sp sprinters. And then before that, um, I think it was on stage uh, stage three where Voss won up a 17% gradient uh, finish. And so you just even just the way she finishes that 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 sprint just there, she's just at one with her bike. She moves so well with um, with her bike. She's not fighting it compared to the other girls. And you know, Mariana Voss, she's she's not just one of the best women's cyclists, she's one of the best cyclists um, of, of, of this era. I, you know, think of her as the Serena Williams of tennis. Um, she's a fantastic cyclist all-round discipline. And um, I think 
just if, when you watch that lead out, um, Sunweb are having similar issues um, with the men's and women's racing at the moment that they get together very early. There's a lot of panic um, and just um, feels a lot of pressure where Mariana Voss just moves calmly between mucking up their lead out, moves back into the wheel, and you can see the girls really fighting around her. And, yeah, just such a classy winner and an amazing cyclist. Yeah. What We talk about Voss and how good she is, and she's been around such a long time and not just road cycling, track, uh, cyclocross. The other Dutch woman, though, that for me of the year 2020, she is the best rider, male, female, and I've said it a few times, is Annemiek van Vleuten. Can she be beaten at this year's race? She's got, I think, a minute 50 margin, maybe a bit less than that on second place overall. Can she be beaten in this race or is this going to be another victory for her? Macker, I think um, I don't think there's a women's team out there that isn't having the same conversation at the moment. How do we meet? It's 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 not how do we win the stage, and it, it's how do we beat um, Anamik Van Vluten. And um, you know, I, I, it, it will be challenging. Things do go wrong for Anamik, though, um, whether it be mechanical crashes. I, I think there would have to be an outside force, um, which you wouldn't hope on anyone. Um, that uh, that to have Anamik beaten at the moment just because of the form she's in and the stages that are ahead, but it's still within it, it's still within reach. Um, the, the the best women cyclists are all within the top ten at the moment. I think there needs to be far more team collaboration um, around and and a little bit against Anamik, but. She is head and shoulders above um, the other cyclists at the moment. She has a style of racing and everyone knows she comes out and says, this is what I'm going to do. And she goes out and does it. And there's, there's nothing you can do to stop her. And, um, and we've seen, you know, it was stage two where she came out and, and did her typical anamique and she TT yeah. for 15 K off the front and, there's just nothing any, or any of the other cyclists can do despite, um, despite trying. So yeah, I think she can definitely be beaten, but um, you're going to have to have a little bit of luck on your side for that to happen. Yeah. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a discussion on social media and so on uh, about the longest stage, 170K stage in the Giro Rosa. As, as, a, as a rider, as a professional rider, what, what do you make of this discussion? Well, I don't think, um, you know, 170K, it, it, it is a, it's a long sort of training day, but it's not, it's not a huge race, particularly in comparison um, to the men's racing. But for those that don't know, um, UCI rules are that the maximum um, kilometres that women's racing can go for is 160 um, K and so I think um, Cecilia Utrecht Ludwig from FDJ had the best quote in regards to this, saying that she was glad that they, the organisers, are realising that our uteruses won't fall out if we ride over 160 K. So I think um, my own opinion on it: yes, it was nice, tick the box, look at that, women can race over 160 K. But I think there's a lot more pressing and more important issues facing women's cycling at the moment that they would rather have addressed in in, in both coverage, um, prize money and just some of the, I think, you know, they've been faced with a lot of challenges during this tour, um, which just come with Italian racing, I think, and you've just got to take it in your stride if the the finish is changing midway through the race, they're changing neutrals, they're going from you know, 15K neutrals to all of a sudden it's just 5Ks. Um, 
and 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 let alone the the terrain that they're riding through and the road surface all of that has been major issues i think that have have raised during this race and i think that's more of the bigger issues um that the women would rather address the 170k it ends up being 165 in the end um was nice to do they did it and um yeah didn't 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 change too much um of the outcome of the day you you gotta love uh, you gotta love Italy, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you you literally have to love the Italians. And uh, and jokes aside, I raced and spent many years in Italy. You actually won a stage in Italy as well. Well, so. well they, I'm telling you, that Giro that I did, just to digress for a second, the following day was a 255 kilometer stage. They went 20 kilometers over. Yeah. Can you imagine oh. the men squealing, <laughs> squealing when we hit the 255k mark Going, and we had 20 kilometers to go? So no, nothing's changed in 20 odd years. It's hilarious. You know, and you just got to, and I know I'd struggle as well, but you just can't lose too much energy um, no. getting all up about that sort of thing. It's a nine stage tour, which is the longest grand tour for the women. Um, the only grand tour this year due to, due to the changes in, with, due to the pandemic. Um, and I think they're trying to take it in their in their stride, and um, more of the emphasis is is just on the the coverage at the moment that's being provided by the organisers. So, um, yeah, I think we're very very fortunate that SBS is is showing it and showing so much commitment to women's racing at the moment, um, and because that really is it's it's chicken before the egg, but, but like nothing can grow without out that broadcasting and. Unfortunately, we're missing out on so much racing and so much great, you know, the races mm. within the races that are happening at the moment. Um, we're just seeing the last sort of 15, 20K. But, you know, if you're wondering what you can do to support that, just consume consume the media, you know, like watch yeah. SBS, get on Cycling Central, consume the media to really show that, um, you know, the, the fans are wanting more, wanting more. Yeah. You know what? I think there's a lot more coming up in, uh, in the month and the years to come because uh, I think SBS is making a, a strong commitment to women's cycling. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually... You know, Okay, the boss. I'm very proud to work for a network. No, that's that, true. Those that's districts, true. I see other networks around the world. We see other medias around the world. They don't make half the commitment SBS does to one side. No, it's true, Absolutely. and we can say that. And and yeah. we say it because the proof is in the pudding. So and because um, the boss is watching, and the boss is watching, <laughs> so we want to keep in the good books. But <laughs> no, no, it's true. Um, but a couple of points, I, I guess, just to just to finish off on that 170k stage. What I thought was actually positive, Matilda, was probably years gone past, a tough stage like that, you'd see massive time gaps because the depth in women's racing probably wasn't there. The actual time gaps weren't. I thought it was it was actually really pleasing. What we're seeing is a really high-level field. Yeah, so true, um, Maka. I think um, particularly there's quite a few local teams um, that the yeah. Italians have um, included and it was predicted that a lot of those um, would be gapped off or potentially not finish the stage. And I think in the end there was only two or three um, that didn't make that stage or a handful of riders. And so, and there was a lot of a lot of attacks um, that the stage ended up um, being won by Lizzie Banks and um, and she, after a duo 80-kilometre breakaway. Um, and, yeah, it was just, it was a fantastic finish. Um, and, and I think um, hopefully, yeah, more of that. And I, I think um, it just would have been great to see more of that. But, but I do need to emphasise that it's actually SBS is doing everything they can to show the women's cycling. Um, that's just the coverage that they're being 
being sent um, from, yeah, from correct. So I just want to make yeah. that really clear that um, what we're seeing is um, everything that we're able to at the moment. Yeah, and and she's in her good, good books. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. you're in her good books. Yeah, and he's got to be said you don't work for his BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I did. I did. I slipped her a fifty electronically okay. <laughs> just before before we got her on. Um, and I think hey, just there's so much thing happening at the moment. Like, and to be watching yeah. this, it's the whip. The Durosa usually happens at the beginning of the the Tour de France, was actually which is actually great timing. Um, because the, the Tour de France it takes a little bit to warm up to some of the more exciting stages so you can consume that with the women's racing. But, you know, we're at the peak of the men's stages at the moment, um, the pointy end and, and the women's racing as well. So, you know, you can't have too much at the moment, just consume it all, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And then one last question before we go. Uh, Paris-Roubaix for women coming up. Uh, and, of course, potentially... Because I think that's been confirmed, but I'm um, waiting to see until it happens. But a Tour de France in 2022 for women. What's your take on on this? You know, it all goes into the right direction. Christophe, like I think that's going to make the biggest the biggest change for for women's racing and actually just inspire a whole new generation to come through. I know if I think of my upbringing, I only had men's sports stars, like terrible. NRL role models um, because <laughs> women just weren't out there. You know, they weren't. I had the odd Kathy Freeman, Melinda Gaines with Taylor, but that was about it. Everyone else was um, Ricky Stewart and Laurie Daly of the NRL, and which is just terrible for a you know a young female aspiring sports person. And I think you can't underestimate um, the difference it'll make for young women um, to see their stars and to see their role models on TV and and at on such a big stage as cyclists there is nothing bigger than the tour de france and it is well past um the time that there should be a women's version and i think everyone that consumes women's racing just knows how exciting it is we don't need 170k's we need sure whether it be 100k that we've seen that with La Course was one of the most exciting races this year, men's and women's. Um, uh, Pluraway, the European Women's Championships, such exciting level of racing. Um, and I think if we can see that more often, it's only going to be great for the whole of cycling, not just women's cycling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well what, what's good is that the uh, the organizers they're not trying to rewrite history because there used to be a Tour de France back in the nineties for, yeah, yeah. for women. Jenny Longo used to win it, but it was a three weeks tour, uh, and it had no media coverage whatsoever. But it, they, they, it they're thinking outside the box. I, I grew up watching it yeah. actually. Liz Heppel, an Australian, she was I think she finished third or second. We well, didn't have any in France. Yeah, <laughs> no, we we got we used to get yeah, some okay. coverage back in Australia, but it was highlights only, which the men's was. Actually, only highlights back then. But what I want to say is that they're not making the same mistakes again. They no. are thinking as a new product, as a, as how to evolve uh, in a more modern way, which is mm. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you for joining us. The other exciting one, that, so yeah. is the, is that the the men's teams are are starting to create yeah. women's teams as well. So I think that'll that'll really bolster the funding and the resources being put into women's racing. And so yeah, it's only it can only go up from here, which is really exciting for the sport overall. So thanks so much for your coverage and yeah for having me on to speak about it. I get really excited about women's racing. Anytime, you're always welcome in our, in our yeah, podcast. Pleasure, anyway, pleasure. Pleasure. thank you. Thanks, Matilda. Thank you, guys. That was good. Yeah, she's a star. And she just what she said at the end there, just about um, you know, promoting the sport and 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 just 
you know, I laughed about when she said her role models were NRL players. Yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, correct, she's yeah. absolutely and, correct. And to be fair, you and I, we can't put ourselves in these shoes. No, we can't. Absolutely not. No, but I, I have got a 19-year-old daughter and I want her to have the most – I want her to have the same opportunities yeah. as her 17-year-old son. So, no, it's absolutely she, – she's hit it on the head. Absolutely. And then uh, Matthew said, uh, well said, Matilda, uh, bring on more women cycling. I'm sure, honestly, uh, SBS is working hard at bringing yep. a lot more women cycling. Watch this space because we've announced uh, another 10 years for the Tour de France. But there's a lot more announcement coming up and there's a lot in that women cycling. Uh, <laughs> and, and if I can just, I'm, I'm going to throw you slightly under the bus here. Come on, throw me under the bus. Well, we showed that vision without, you know, flashing the spoiler alert. So you can watch the one-hour highlights <laughs> at 3.55. So if you just missed that, finish of what we just showed of the Giro Rosa 3.55pm today like every other day one hour highlights absolutely yeah. uh, let's talk about the stage 18 of the Tour de France tonight uh, which set to be a cracker can oh. we say a cracker boy, oh, boy. Not, but definitely for the uh, for the, the race itself for the competition Maribel to La Roche-Chauffeuron. I know La Roche-Chauffeuron very well. I've got some family over there. And this is sort of the stages where I would have pinpointed on the map. Yes, I'm going to check out with my uncle and my cousin. Yeah. So I would not even have dinner with you tonight anyway. Oh. So Rubbing it in. Are you sad? here with me. It's no good for either of us. Okay, let's talk about the stage. Shark's teeth. Shark's teeth. It's a shark's teeth stage. That, that profile. I mean, there's seven climbs. Only six of them are categorised, which is really cheeky yeah. because the final climb is not categorised. It's still a five kilometres, I think, at 5%. So it's And it's at the end of the day. So it should have been a categorised climb. The sprint comes early. There's one oars category. There's two, three category ones. It's a brutal day. And then it's a downhill run, uh, downhill, a, des a descent off the final climb and then a sort of slightly uphill drag to the finish line. That won't really matter too much. But the question is, what are the tactics now for the yep. GC guys? Uh, and and what is Bahrain going to do? <laughs> what is Bahrain McLaren going to do? Well, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. You know what I'd love to see? You know what I'd love to see? And, and in all seriousness, go on the early attack. I mean, as in halfway through the stage, yep. launch an attack, throw it all out there. For guys like Lander, he's lost time. Uh, he, he's got to go for it now. He doesn't get, you know, big success. Yeah, uh, and I bring back the the, the yellow jersey uh, ranking mm. here. Will we see Pogacar, you know, making an attack? Roglic, Tidiniello, Lopez, Sport, Yates, Uran, Landa. You just mentioned. Uh, is it about to change a lot tonight or not? I think I think at the very top, not too much. I think uh, this will suit Richie Port better. Okay. Not the super high altitudes. More climbs. Richie's a bit older. He's one of the oldest GC guys there of the top four or five. He just doesn't want to lose any time. He might have to say to himself, right, that gap between myself and Lopez, yeah. that's the gap I've got to expect to make up in the TT, which is, I think it's doable, very doable. Uh, and if he can jag a few seconds on Lopez today after his big effort, yeah. I don't think Pogacar will attack. He will now bank on, he might at the end, but he'll wait till the very end. But he will also bank on the fact that he's got 57 seconds to potentially make up in the TT. Yeah, absolutely. There's a good question here from uh, Gareth. Uh, could this be one of Valverde's sneaky attack on the descent? He's been tipped in a couple of the previews that I've <laughs> read. He has been tipped. He, look, he was good, wasn't he, Gareth, uh, yesterday for 40 Four, years 40 of years age? age yeah. Not bad, not bad. Um, I just don't think he's got it in him. No? I don't think he's got it in him, as good as he is. He hasn't, he hasn't shown, and as much as he was there until the, sort of the last few kilometres, I just don't, I think he'll be marked. 
And I, so he, he's going to have to attack the GC guys, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Carly's saying, can't wait. He can't wait for this stage tonight because it's one of the most beautiful regions of France. Uh, I agree. Uh, the Alps are. You know, I love the Pyrenees. I <laughs> we've discovered got, we've the Pyrenees. got four more days of escapism, and then it's uh, back to. No, well, let's not talk about what we're back to because yeah. the reality at the moment is not so too good. Is it? So. <laughs> anyway, thank you. That was a great show. Was it jam packed? Good to have Wes Matilda on. Yeah. Let's, some we footage. Need to do that more. Some actual footage. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Pleasure as always. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to swift.com and start your free trial.